Next day, a great multitude had come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees, went out to meet him, and cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it at as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey is cold. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him, that they had done these things to him. Therefore the people were with him when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason the people also met him, because they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, You see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after First, I wanted to just wish you a happy feast, Palm Sunday feast. I'm glad that this year we'll be able that we're able to have it here together and we're able to pray and worship God. Last year was difficult doing that from our homes. Today, the church celebrates Christ, the Maker of the universe, entering into Jerusalem, sitting on a donkey, which is supposed to be a symbol or a sign of humility. Escorted by who? He's escorted by children. And he is coming in as the king of Jerusalem. He's not coming in as like the king of Babylon, the king of war, the king of power, the king of pride, the king of riches. He is coming as the king of Jerusalem. The king of peace, king of humility. Jerusalem itself means the city of peace. And Christ is the king of peace. The children are greeting him with palms which are symbols of victory. That's why we have the palm trees or the palm leaves during our celebration today. And they cry, Hosanna, which means save us. It says not, by the way, just a historic event. But the event of Christ entering into Jerusalem can repeat, be repeated for us at every communion. Whenever we are seeking peace, seeking humility, as if seated on the donkey like our Lord Jesus Christ, and when we are like those innocent children, crying, Hosanna, save us, then Christ can enter our souls and He can make into our souls Jerusalems within us. So Christ is triumphantly and at the same time very humbly entering into Jerusalem. The children and the people who have childlike faith, they put palms, they put garments on the ground, they're crying out, Hosanna, blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. And then there are others who are without faith, People who did not believe in the prophets, they saw our Lord Jesus Christ only as a political figure. They were attributing to them, to him, their own ideas, their own desires, their own fears. And many thought that our Lord Jesus Christ was going to inaugurate this sort of new dynasty 
in the line of King David and Solomon, like a temporal kingdom. And you know, they're thinking to themselves, finally we're going to overthrow the Romans. And it's an important point because I think also in our day, the practice of making Christ who we want Him to be, continues. Many people read the Gospels with their own interpretations. Other people try to modernize the Gospel to make it sort of what they consider to be more relevant for the modern era. The Gospel is used and interpreted to apply to the problems of society, political problems. Others take what they want from the historical past of the Christians and disregard other parts for their own means. I saw a sign one time at a church that said, Reimagining the faith. Christ would defy those who would say, Reimagine the faith or reimagine him or his words. His own words, his actions, his miracles prevent us from viewing him as just a prophet or just a teacher. The gospel that we read, the last gospel that we read, mentions how big of a deal it was to the people around that he raised Lazarus from the dead. And it was because he raised this man from death, from non-existence into being. So in doing that, Christ is demonstrating his power over death, that he is the giver of life, and that he reveals his glory as God himself. And actually this is why, especially from this moment, the Jewish leaders sought to kill him. Only God can forgive sins. Only God could give life. But Christ gives life. Christ forgives sins. And they condemn and desire to kill Him. If we practice a watered-down version of Christianity, as we see sometimes in groups outside of the Orthodox Church, it's a fuel for those who would discredit true Christianity. Christ, like we say in all of the feasts, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Christ this morning came to inaugurate a new kind of kingdom, a spiritual kingdom. Those that were looking for peace or justice through political or humanist means apart from Christ are tricking themselves, deceiving themselves. Christ is our peace. Christ is our life. Christ offers us friendship with God. He is our reconciliation. We are not going to achieve peace unless it comes from God, the Prince of Peace. And the only true reconciliation, the only means of really uniting with one another, is through communion with Christ. When our Lord Jesus Christ entered into Jerusalem, He didn't launch a big revolt against the Roman authorities. He didn't try to take Herod's throne. He did what He was doing throughout His earthly ministry. He gives sight to the blind. He multiplies the loaves and fish. He makes the lame to walk. He heals the lepers. He casts out demons. He forgives the sins of people who come to Him in faith. He raises Lazarus from the dead. All of these are acts of mercy. But the Jewish authorities were angered by these acts of mercy. The people who rejected Him were not looking for a new spiritual Adam. They were looking for like the military Messiah. But instead, our Lord Jesus Christ comes into Jerusalem riding on a donkey. And all of the Jewish authorities were very disappointed, even confused. This is not how it's supposed to be. But the people who were awaiting the Messiah with their 
childlike faith, saw Christ's miracles, glorified God for His revealing of Christ's true divine glory. The message of Palm Sunday, of Christ's triumphal entry, is this. Christ is the Messiah, the King of Israel, God incarnate, and has entered into human nature. He's come to Jerusalem to accomplish the final of the life-saving acts of this redemption that will lead him and lead us to the cross, to the grave, and to the glorious resurrection. This is important for us to understand. The idea that God is humble and would love us to such an extent that He would become man, become one of His own creation, while remaining God. Christ demonstrates His humility. And for us, by means of repentance and godly submission to Christ and His church, we learn to give up the parts of our former lives, our lives that might be apart from God right now, our passions, our stubbornness, our desire to have the gospel or to have orthodoxy on our own terms. We follow God, we follow our Savior to His life-giving passion. We should also take up our cross in humility, in self-denial. To be in the world but not of the world. To love as Christ did and die to ourselves. How do we do that? We do that today by redoubling our efforts in repentance. By readying ourselves for salvation. We do that by participating this week in the holy services. Taking their lessons to heart. Journeying with Christ voluntarily. Think of it as if it were really the last week that I had on earth to live. Prioritize my life with God. I encourage you to make Christ your priority this holy week. To receive Him as He comes to us. That this holy week could be a time of renewal, a time of growth in, our, in your lives. That we can unite with Him further. I encourage you to make specific changes in your routines this week. Take as many days of work off as you can. Eliminate TV, internet, social media, phone calls, texts. Immerse yourself in the last days of Christ on earth. Don't let this week just go by like any other week. I know some of you may have had big plans for yourselves spiritually during this great fast. And I'm hoping that many of you were able to achieve them. But if you were not, there is still time. We can repent, we can return to God while it is still today. We can use this week to store up virtues and unite with Christ that will sustain us throughout the rest of the year. In this way, if we do this, then Christ's victory over sin and over death will be accomplished in us. Holy Week won't be just a story about how Christ conquered death on the cross through His resurrection. It will be about how He conquered sin and death in your own life personally. To give you a new life, to give you new existence, to give you salvation from corruption. So we pray this morning that we have this childlike faith and that we 
can be along with those children with the palms of victory, crying out to God, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. And we ask God especially to come into our hearts during this week. And glory be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Today.